Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Inside the episode, David and I are going inside episode 300. Can anyone be successful? Well, I think we've proven that because <laughs> we're here at number 300. How yeah, exciting sure. is this? That's very exciting. This is awesome. We'll talk more about that towards the end, but let's talk a little bit about can anyone be successful here? Uh, I love how you started off the episode with providing us with Earl Nightingale's definition of right. success from The Strangest Secret. And well, I don't know if it's from The Strangest Secret. But well, it, it might be, but yeah, it's from did, Earl. So I pulled the whole quote. I'm going to actually provide the whole quote that came from Earl. And you provided the beginning, which is the basis of this episode. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. He then goes on to say, and I quote, this means that any person who knows what they're doing and where they're going is a success. Any person with a goal towards which they are working is a successful person. Right. And I think that's beautiful yeah. because if you're working towards a goal right now, then in those definitions, you're a success. Absolutely. And I love that because it takes a little bit of the pressure off because, you know, we've got an idea of what the world deems us as being successful. And then we've got our own, you know, self-deprecating yeah. our version yeah, of yeah, what it means. Yeah. And then you've got Earl Nightingale's beautiful words here. I thought that that was the perfect way to start the episode. Can you go into that a little bit more about how this sort of drove the whole content? Well, the you know, the thing is, is that it, people have been searching for success or the idea of success forever. And it keeps getting, it keeps getting manipulated based on celebrity in the news and, you know, how we put major successful people that have done, you know, huge things or very wealthy or whatever in front of society, you know, and, and we say that's, success. And it's a form of success. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's not, I mean, not everybody is going to be that. And today what we're, what we're running into is people that don't think that they can be that. They don't think they can be anything. I mean, there's this whole subset of individuals. Like if I can't be that star or I can't be a, you know, an Instagram king or queen or whatever, then, you know, I'm nothing. Um, I mean, it's simply not true. We're, we need to teach people from a very young age what success is and how to find the success that's right for them, you know, because I think everybody, like I said in the podcast, everybody has a purpose. Our job is to find that purpose and then do with it, do with it what we can. Sure. And it's, and it's all relative, right? I mean, you are, um, as a person who is working towards something, you know, you have to bring a little perspective into it. I think this is where comparisonitis often can be yeah. our downfall. Yeah, yeah. Is we, like you said, with the uh, Instagram famous, which was a, was a quote or a comment I'd never heard before, like two years ago. Right. Then my daughter started using it. I'm like, what in the hell is Instagram famous? But anyways, there's all these people who have grown up in this era where they are recognizable names and faces. And if I saw them down the street, I wouldn't know who they are. They they're not like um, an individual who's on movies or in film or TV or whatever, exactly. but they are a huge influencers, if you will. And they are, you know, they're, they're a success. Um, I would deem them as a success as I'm sure they would deem themselves as a success. But when you get down to it, I think that, you know, oftentimes 
myself included, I feel like I'm always shooting for something else because someone was telling me my idea of what, their idea, yeah. excuse me, of what success is. And they don't teach this in school. No, they they don't, don't teach you what it means to be a success. Right. And the other thing is that a lot of the success that we see is landing on people who think the approval and their recognition of other people makes them a success. It has nothing to do with success. No, right. I mean, you know, if you even talk to like solid people who become famous, a lot of them are like, man, I would, I really don't want the fame. I love the acting. I love yes. the music. I love the artistry. I love whatever it is I do. Fame became a byproduct of that. I'm not really interested in the fame because fame puts people in a terrible box. I mean, like if you talk to somebody who's really, really famous and you see what their life is like, it's not a, it's not a fun thing at yeah. all, you know? Um, but yeah, there, there is that suggestion that if there's not a lot of people approving of you and what does social media do? Like it, that's all it does. Sure. It's like approve of me, approve of me, approve of me, approve of me. You know, and when people don't get approved of, then they start going down. And none of that is getting a person on track for why they're here to begin with. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's an illusion. And there and there's a distinct chance that many people listening to this right now maybe they aren't on purpose. I mean, it's probably if you were to go by the statistics, they may be doing something that they don't necessarily love, but because their grandfather did this, their father or mother did this, they may have chosen that path because right. and you need to ask yourself some pretty difficult questions which we've talked about on this show before like is this what I'm really supposed to be doing? And if it isn't, it's okay to pivot and go towards what is. Right. You know, maybe they're just looking for permission a lot of times. What makes too. you happy? You know, what yeah. makes a person happy? Where, where, where do you find enjoyment? Um, what interests you? Where, where do you feel led to? Uh, those are the questions we should be answering inside of ourselves and not asking other people to answer for us. We have to find that ourselves. That's, that's it's an inside inter- job. Yeah. yeah, it's an inside job. Yeah, and that's where the, the the internal mechanism comes in so importantly because, you know, and, and it probably changes too. Like, I mean, maybe not all the time, but what you were into 20 years ago that you got into because you thought you loved it and then you found out you didn't, and then all of a sudden you realize you don't like it, but you're, oh, I've already invested all this time. I've got a degree. My parents know that I'm safe. So they stay in it. Right. And to them, that's that. there's that safety piece again. We always seem to talk about it on this show as safety comes in because a lot of people, uh, for me, is an example as a teacher. I, I, I probably would have still been there had I not felt called to do something else and actually had the you know wherewithal to listen to Steph who said, you really don't want to be doing this anymore. I'm like, yeah, I really don't, but I've got health insurance. I've got all these other sorts of things. So it's really interesting to me that I made that decision and I put a lot of onus on Steph kind of pushing me that way. But the reality was I had to say, yes, it's not like it's all on her, but it's one of those things where I guess what I'm trying to get at as I'm talking in circles here is that there's probably people who are doing something right now that maybe at the time felt like it was right and they could learn to love it but they still aren't. Well, there's also it. something else at play here. We we definitely have to learn to take care of ourselves. Adults have to go out and learn, earn a living. That's we, true. we have to do something, That's true. right? So we that is a dilemma. Like so if now I'm of age, I have to take care of myself and I have found what I want yet. How do I do both? How do I sure. do how do I do both of those things? I have, and if I go out and I start a family and I have the responsibility and the pressure of fulfilling that, I increase in my mind, at least, the risk that I'm taking if I decide to go do something else that maybe I don't have an education at. And I'm, I'm guessing, you know, do I like this? Am I taking that chance? Other people are involved. Who could get hurt? You know, a mistake. can I recover from the mistake? Um, 
the I think part of the onus on it is that is that there's almost this weird idea that we can't recover from a mistake. It you know it's back to like what my mother would say, what if something goes wrong? And I'd be like, well, like what? What what would what could go wrong? Well, I don't know. Like any like anything. What if something goes? What are you going to do if something goes wrong? Well, like tell me something, and I could maybe I could tell you what I sure. would do. Well, I don't know. Anything could go wrong, and you're going to risk this, and you know all this stuff. And so it was, it's like, it's like an irrational fear that causes the mind to spin out of logic when it comes down to like, well, if that goes wrong, you could do something else, you know, like, yeah, it's not an, it's not an all or nothing endeavor. And I think that's one of the things that I've been learning through this journey is that you're going to make mistakes. And we've talked about it before in your company, you know, we embrace the mistakes because embracing them allows you to to grow from those mistakes. Now, if you keep making them seven, eight, 10 times in a row, we've got an issue. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I feel like new mistakes. mistakes, Yeah. yeah. And we've, and like I said, also, we've had people in your seminar rooms who are in their 70s who are pivoting and doing something different that they've been doing their whole lives. 70s, 80s. Yeah, yeah. and you got to love that yeah, because yeah. they're, and it's not throwing caution to the wind. They are feeling pulled to go and do this thing that they've always wanted to do, to not live a life full of regret. And they go out and seize it and they, they become successful in their own right. Absolutely. I love that. Well, let's talk a little bit about nature. Let's pivot from the elder people to nature and the idea that you said life left uninterrupted is always becoming the best it can be, which of course leads us to that philosophy of more life that you talk quite often about. Can you talk more about that fundamental principle of more life and how it plays out in maybe say your life and the way you live it? Like when you, when you think of more life, how does it affect who you are as a human in the decisions you make and how you continue to drive forward? Well, you know, it comes from the contradiction that I was raised with. Uh, and the contradiction was that we, we're created by a loving God, and yet we have this world that we live in that's kind of going to hell in a handbasket. Um, and I couldn't put the pieces together; it didn't seem to make sense to me. So I was looking for, I was looking for honest, true answers. Right. So let's just say that the religion I was raised in was correct. Uh, everything was created by God. So I started looking at everything that was created by God, so to speak. And and one of the things that kind of perplexed me was that nature seemed to live by a different set of rules. Nature didn't have the complications, or, or so it appeared, that human beings did. In other words, nature was always adjusting and adapting, but it didn't seem to struggle. It didn't seem to... Uh, it didn't seem to not know who it was. It didn't seem to struggle with that internal process at all. And I found that fascinating because we always think of ourselves as as above nature and nature seems to be marching along just fine on its own, you know, um, in human beings, you know, we get, we get majorly stuck and sometimes, you know, for a lifetime. So when I got, when I was introduced to the principle of more life, um, it made sense. It like that made sense to me. Like there is this intelligent energy behind everything and it's growing. It's growing everything. Now it doesn't take away choice. So if you do something bad, it's going to grow the bad. If you do something good, it's going to grow the good. If you do something positive, do something negative, it's going to grow whatever it is. It's like Nightingale would say, you can plant a seed in the earth. It's amoral, right? And one could be a pumpkin seed and the other one could be nightshade and they grow right next to each other. The earth doesn't care what it grows. It just grow. That's what the law is. It just, it just grows it. With human beings, with, with myself, I was kind of like looking for what do I follow that's actually correct? Like if I'm going to build a life on something, what do I follow that's correct? So that fundamental idea 
of more life really told me that this i this this kind of fatalistic idea that i was raised with about negativity and it doesn't always work out and save for a rainy day and all that stuff was really nonsense like there was there was a lot of nonsense behind it because it was all about it wasn't not do this it's learn what to do and then do that correctly begin to master that and then it and it will grow right so that's kind of what i was looking for i mean i literally had this conflict on is it okay to go out and be successful if I find something that I love, is it okay to be successful? Because I was raised with a lot of negativity around that idea. Sure. So the more life concept really cleared up a lot fundamentally for me. And I still refer to it because I think it's grounding in a person's mind. It's either adding to life or it's taking away from it. So when you do that, you get out of the judgment of, is this good or bad? Is this right or wrong? Is this... Um, is this uh, is this dangerous or not dangerous? Like you get out of all those human judgments and meanings that we put on things, and it's like, is this going to take my life forward or not? Right? Sure. Forget the judgments. It's either one or the other. It's not. It's never both. And then you could start making more intelligent decisions from that place. Well, that's for sure. Do you think? And this just kind of came up in my head as you were going through that. Do you think that there's some people out there who believe that their own success? has to be downplayed so as not to maybe exceed their parents' totally. expectations or exceed their friends. So they limit themselves to how big they want to become. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's a huge issue that comes from early on in your life. And then you just kind of ride and sit in that. That seems like such a horrible place to be in. The problem is, and, and you know this, our mind is primarily programmed before the age of seven. Correct. So we didn't have ability to rationalize or, or intellectualize or bring any kind of logic to that information. It just went in. That became the foundation. And then it's reinforced through experience and then whatever it is that we're being told from our outside authority. So that's where you get belief systems that become absolute. Like my religion is the right one and all the rest are wrong. And if you break this religion, you're going to the hell for all of eternity. And, you, and you're not you're not accepting that idea because you wanted to. You're accepting that idea because that's what somebody told you. You've done no investigation on your own to determine if that's correct. Well, there's a lot of beliefs that we have because of that. And we take them as absolutes. You know, if, if we get some kind of an indication that we should not outshine mom or dad, uh, then we think it's wrong or we think we'll lose their love or they won't or they'll leave us. Or we have very unrealistic, irrational beliefs underneath a lot of the logic that we use. And we use that logic to try to justify those things. So we'll find things in our life to say, see, I told you it was this, I told you. Or um, something went wrong and it's like, see, I knew something was going to go wrong. Instead of, see, something went right. Something always goes wrong, right? But something also went right. So what is it you're going to focus on for the direction of your life? Yeah, well, that's, that's great. I love that. Um, you mentioned in the podcast, there's a couple of things. What is it that a person really wants versus what society is telling them that they should be? You said that that sort of shapes a person and the decisions that they make in this life. And I guess my question was, you know, how does a person know if they are that person that knows what they want or if they're just being that person because someone else told me I should be it? I mean, it's not, a, it's not fair to ask you to answer that for me, but kind of give us a blanket statement around... How does a person know if, I don't want to bring this back to if I'm going to make a mistake, but how do you know what a person really wants versus is this, am I becoming this thing because somebody else is telling me to be this thing? Well, 
That's a that's a that's a very good question, and it's a tough question to answer because you're not the person you're asking that question of, right? Right. So I have seen people that are 100% certain that they're doing the right thing only to find out a year later, five years later, that they were not aware that they were doing the wrong thing. And then they found out a deeper reason why they were doing the thing that they're doing. What I would say is, is the thing you're doing really making you happy? Like, are you really happy doing what it is that you're doing? And if you're not, something's wrong. Something's wrong somewhere. So then we can go down a lot of different sure. trails to see what that is. But I think first first and foremost, does it interest you? Why does it interest you? Uh, are you happy doing it? Does it bring you joy? Does it bring you fulfillment? And when, when a person can answer yes to all of those things, then I think that they're probably on the right track. Yeah, for sure. And, it, and it's not one of those situations where every day is 110% yes. There's going to be days that kind of suck occasionally. Totally. But at the end of the day, you still are lit up by the prospect that tomorrow is going to be a new day and yes. it's going to be better. Yes. So now I totally get that. Yeah, that's that's a tough question to ask because you really don't know. I can ask it of you as you as a person, you could ask it of me, but for you to answer that as, you know, listener A out there, it's a little bit more well, if complicated. You, I mean, if you, if, if you're, now here's another, th- another way that I would ask a person. I would like, okay, so you're doing whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. If I was to give you a blank check where you could have as much money as you wanted, no, no limits, and you could do whatever you wanted and nobody would know, like you, there would be no judgment. Would you continue to do the thing that you're doing? And if the answer is no, then you really should look at why, why is so why am I doing it then? Why am I doing it? Because I'm probably doing it for money or I'm probably doing it. It has something to do with some judgment in my mind or what other people think. Sure. Yeah, no, that's great. It's something anybody could do right now. It's really easy. It's really easy. Yeah, just but you have to answer it honestly. Yes, you can't just answer it yeah. based on past programming or what you think somebody would want you to answer it. It's right, a, it's or change vicious, the question. It, yeah. Because I've yeah. seen people do that too. Sure. Yeah, we've seen that in your seminars for sure. Um, well, to answer the question of the, the day, can anyone be successful? You said yes, yeah. they absolutely can. And then you followed that up with will they And then you said ignorance is usually keeping them bound to what they know or what they don't know. So it comes down to an issue of ignorance. So how does a person begin to break down that ignorance and push ahead to what they truly want and desire? Because we can all be successful, but there's many people who aren't. And it's based on ignorance. Like the only thing is that they they have to follow something else that they want. and, And I believe that that is in everybody, uh, whether they acknowledge it or not, whether they'll admit it or not. Um, but they have to acknowledge it and they have to, they have to, uh, take action on it. They have to do something that gets them out of where they are because they have to see things differently. Remember what I said about the story, right? So we, we have this reality that we create a story. That story is very binding, right? There's so much in that story, that life story that we've created at whatever age. And I think we have to examine that story. Like, is that, is that really true? Is that accurate? For some people that are really locked in a really tight box of fear or the fear of abandonment from the people that they love, they won't allow anything to to contradict that story. They just hold tight to it. And sometimes something has to happen to jostle their thinking to get them to think differently. Uh, if they're not going to do it on their own, and and you know what, some people never will. They'll yeah. just they'll they'll go through their whole life and they'll they won't change it. And it might drive you mad if you're a person who has made changes and you want to look outside and say, look, follow me, look at I can do it, you can do it too, come on. And they they're always rooting for these people and trying to make them see the light. Chances are 
that person may not want to change either. Maybe they don't want it. Maybe they're right. That's true. And we, we oftentimes want to say, look, I did this and so can you, but maybe that person doesn't want to. Well, even if they, even if they don't want to out of ignorance, we don't have a right to change them. You know, in the beginning, when I first started to learn, I wanted to run around and and change everybody. And the reason that I did that was because I saw so many people complaining about their life. I ignorantly assumed if they had the ability to change, if they knew they could, they would. Um, Come to find out that was 100% not true because I did not know enough. I didn't know that that it's also a form of communication. It Complaining about everything is a form of certainty. It's a form of control. There's a lot psychologically that's actually going on there. When I began to learn that, I also realized that everybody has a path that they're on. And you can participate, you can be a voice in that path for, for where you are. But if the person's going to change, the right things will happen in the right order to allow that person to change at some time in their life. But we don't have the, we don't have the right to force that on anybody. Yeah, for sure. So when a person is on purpose... You said it brings immense satisfaction, which, you know, clearly you can see it in how you carry about your business. I feel the same way. People in our company feel the same way. You can tell that they're in their purpose. And you said it's soul fulfilling, it's heart fulfilling, and it's the knowledge that they're doing the right thing. I just would be curious, and I hope our listeners are curious as well, what did that feel like for you the first time that resonated? And how did it change your outlook on your direction in life? Because one of the big things for you was, you know, you changed your attitude and sort of the skies lifted and the sun came out and you immediately started to make this your new normal. What was that like for you early on? It was the most exciting thing I had ever experienced. Like there was this uh, immense feeling of joy and satisfaction that this feeling that I couldn't describe was, was real. It was real. Uh, the, the, the opportunities, the knowledge, the success, like all of these things were real. And I, and I, and I mentioned this in the podcast, in the early forms of that in my life, it was showing up as just a feeling or a weird interest in something. Like I said, you know, I knew something meant something, but I didn't know what, you know? So when I, and I felt that I was being drawn into an area, but I just didn't know if it was like, is that real? Or am I going crazy? Is that like fantasy thinking? What is it? And then as I began to find out that it was real, it was, it was probably the most exciting moment that I had experienced in my life for several years. Once, because everything just started to unfold year after year. It was one thing after another, after another, after another, and it just kept getting better and better and better. And I was like, this is the most incredible experience I've ever had. Yeah, you're like, you're, you're shaking with anticipation yes. and excitement. You can't wait. You wish there was more hours in the day. You can't yes. wait to tell somebody about it or do something. And you want to just speed up time to bring in more success. You, when, you, when you're on your purpose, you feel that. You know it. And there's no way that you won't know it. Totally. Yeah. So if you're not feeling like that, I'm not, I'm not saying that you may not be in your purpose. But if you're not feeling that or have never felt it, you might want to re-examine that a little bit. You'll know that, when you know. Yeah, like you'll, you'll, yeah exactly you, you just, right. you just, it, it's, you know, if a person has never tasted something sweet before, or they've never seen the color blue before, or uh, they don't know the difference between hot and cold, you can't explain that to them. It's an experience, right? So when you get, when you start to step into the truth for your life and the success for your life, it's an experience like nothing else. 
And you know, you just know. You just know. Ride that feeling and it is an amazing ride for sure. All right. So sticking with purpose. So if a person doesn't think they can do something, they probably won't. Right. We know that quite clearly. You're limited to what you know you can do to stay safe in the moment. These are all things you said in the pod. Again, it comes to knowing what you don't know to get beyond it. So for that person out there listening who's really resonating with the material and they might be struggling to find their purpose or be in their purpose or work in their purpose, what is like one piece of advice you could give them right now to just stay the course and and keep plowing ahead? Do the next thing. Say yes to the next thing. In my experience with me and everybody that I've worked with over the years, the exact thing shows up at the exact time. But if you say no to it, who knows how long it'll be before the exact thing shows up again in the right way. You have to say yes to what starts showing up. Um, I can actually look back where I said no to things that, that... because I said no to him, I don't know for sure, but I think they would have led me in the direction that I ended up a little bit quicker. When I started saying yes, the, the, the rate at which these things started coming to me was rapid, like it was coming very fast and very frequent. It was, it was astounding, like it was crazy. Like I, I, it was like Christmas every damn day, almost, you know? Sure. Um, but I, I remember when I first heard that, that if you had said no to one of those things, you wouldn't be where you were. And I thought back and it actually made me a little nervous at first because it's kind of like, oh, like I could fuck this up, couldn't I? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but you have to say no, yes to the next thing. It's not a coincidence. And, and the other thing I believe is that if you say yes to the wrong thing, and I've done that too, I've said yes to the wrong thing. Um, and I've had, some, I've had some big mistakes saying yes to the wrong thing. You can change it. Sure. You can always change it. You, you, when you become aware it's the wrong thing, then turn it around and go in, go in another direction. Yeah. So yes, yes is the word. Yeah. Grease is the yes. word. Yes is the word. Grease there you go. Word. All right. So well, let's just close it out with this. This is your three hundredth episode. Yeah. So it's it's happy you know 300. yeah happy three hundred. So uh, looking back over these last few years and this journey with the successful mind podcast. I, I would like to know personally, how has the podcast impacted you personally? Like, I mean, this was your idea. You had it for many years. You took the leap. Here we are, 300 episodes of content deep. How has it impacted you personally and professionally maybe? Well, it's, it's definitely been, like I started it because I wanted a creative outlet, right? I wanted to, I wanted to just do this. I wanted to try it. I, I needed to, at that point in my life, I needed to bring something new in, something fresh, something new and creative. So that's, that was the reason that I started it. And then when it started to take off, uh, I started looking at it like from a serious business perspective, right? And, and really putting a lot of time and energy into it. And then eventually we built the studio and, and all of that. So it's been, it's been a very positive element in my life. And it's very satisfying from the people that we hear from all around the world that hear the podcast and we hear about how it's changed their life. So that's a really great thing. I mean, I really, really enjoy that. And, it, and it's allowing us to reach people that we probably would not have reached had we not done the podcast. So that's also part of my purpose. And that was just saying yes to something that was an idea that I had. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, it's so true. You know, I, I, I love sitting in a room and it just happened to us last week where we had some people in for a meeting and they were talking about how the podcast has been a light 
in their life and how they can always count on it being there, you know, three times a week and they can really glean amazing insights. And I remember when we were first started coaching with you, you know, back in, you know, 2008 and you would send out like weekly reminders and your voice and things like that. And I remember how it would be so powerful. Even if it was only a few minutes, it really set the tone for what that day would be. And now that's what the podcast has become. And to be a part of it and to hear people, you know, tap on your shoulder at a live event and say, Hey, I recognize that voice to even me. I'm, I'm so humbled by that process. And the the fact that we get to sit in here and create this and we've been a part of, you know, all 300 of them, it's, it's pretty damn impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, totally. Well, We'd love to hear from our amazing listeners about the highlights that you've had over the 300 content episodes that David has provided you. Um, I'd love to either leave a comment if you're on YouTube watching this in the thread below so we could kind of get a sense of what some of your favorite episodes were, some of your biggest takeaways were, or you can send us an email to the show at tsm at davidnagel.com. That's tsm at davidnagel.com. And share with us what your favorite episode is. Maybe there's some things you'd like us to touch upon in the next 300 because we know that the impact has had uh, a tremendous impact on you, and we are very humble to be able to bring this to you as well. So um, here's the next 300, I guess. Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. Thanks for coming inside. Later. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.